Hello and welcome to the IJGC in, uh, Mentors Podcast. As editorial fellow, we wanted to learn from the amazing leader in our field and take inspiration from their experiences. Today, we are honored to speak with Professor Robert Coleman. Dr. Coleman is a Chief Medical Officer at Sarah Kenan Research Institute, a new clinical research joint venture between U.S. Oncology Research and Sarah Kenan Research Institute. He is the immediate past president of IGCS. Dr. Coleman's research interests include novel uh, therapeutics for ovarian, uterine, and cervical cancer, clinical trial development, and statistical design, surgical innovation, and graduate education. Dr. Coleman has authored over 700 um, scientific public, uh, publications, including over 360 peer-reviewed articles, numerous book chapters, monographs, invited articles, and textbooks. With me today, Tatiana from Colombia, uh, Sarita from India, Gabriela from Italy, Karis from Greece, and I am Alexander Lushushkevich from Ukraine. Thank you very much, Dr. Coleman, for joining us today. It's a pleasure to be here. Thank you for the invitation. Thank you. So I think that we can start from our first question. And my first question to you uh, is about mentors. Uh, who were your mentors? How did they change your career? How did you start your career with your mentors? Wow, it's a you know it's so important topic because uh, really having a, having a strong mentor, somebody who really um, takes an interest in your success, is uh, is is really critical. I think uh, to putting you on the right path. Yeah, I think that some people find their way, but to have a mentor that opens doors and provides guidance, I think, could really be important. And I have you know when I think back over my career, uh, there have been several several people really influential with some very you know, kind of key components in that process for me. Um, but, you know, they, they started actually when I was in college, you know, I, I had some very important mentorship with respect to uh, my major in mathematics. Um, I went into, into statistics as a minor and was introduced uh, to a wonderful uh, physician who was interested in genetics and asthma. And that's how I kind of got started in that, that investigative kind of, um, I don't know, curiosity, and, and then having the tools to be able to do um, uh, analysis on a large data set. That was really an important. And, and I remember uh, this Professor uh, Townley, who was an asthma professor at my medical school, who uh, was really instrumental in helping me find, uh, you know, just to, to exercise that, that um, you know, that research muscle. And then uh, when I was a resident, um, I ran into the three GUN oncologists who formed the division at Northwestern, um, uh, Drs. Uh, Shank, Lorraine, and, um, uh, and Miller. Um, and these three, you know, really, as I, as I had mentioned before, took, you know, kind of took me under their wing, pointed when they learned that I was interested in, gen in gynecologic oncology, they really, um, you know, helped me develop the thought process of how to look at, uh, at the disease, uh, not only as from a uh, surgical and medical standpoint, but also from a biological standpoint. And of course, then when I was in fellowship, I ran into the wonderful um, team at uh, 
MD Anderson and Dr. Gershenson and others uh, who really helped foster my research interests and, uh, and developed me as a, as a faculty member. Thank you very much for your answer. So you touched very important, very interesting topic, um, publication and research. So I have another question. What was the Genonka uh, publication that made you to be sure you are in the right career path? Yeah, I think um, that's a really good question because I, I, I do look at it more holistically rather than just a single publication. As I mentioned, my background was kind of in doing analytical work to begin with from a math kind of perspective. So um, I think, you know, when I when we started working on, for instance, sentinel lymph node mapping with Dr. Levenbach and Dr. Atta Vanderzee, um, that was, um, you know, that was in my fellowship days. And this was kind of cutting edge at that time. Um, but it really set the foundation for looking at uh, different methodologies on how to do research on in a, in a surgical discipline because um, as you know surgical trials are extraordinarily difficult to to uh, conduct uh, in a prospective or a prospective randomized kind of way so I think that was probably a very key moment for me um, to be able to really dig in deep on GOG 173 and then to work with the groins uh, V team uh, now for one two and three Thank you very much, Dr. Coleman. So the next question came from the uh, Tatiana Palacios from Colombia. Mm -hmm. Hi, Dr. Coleman. Thank you for your time. <laughs> the, in your opinion, which is the most important skills and personal characteristics as you look for a job doctor to become your mentee? <laughs> it's a good, another good question. Um, I think for most of us, um, passion. Passion and being able to deliver on, on a, work ef a work effort is really kind of, for me, is the key. You know, I think that we can teach most people just about anything, but they got to have the will, the desire, the passion, you know, to want to, to learn more. And, and I think as a mentor, uh, there's nothing more exciting and more rewarding than having somebody working with you who is excited about what they're doing and ask the tough questions and is not afraid to, uh, you know, to challenge. And I, I find that not only is it, um, you know, rewarding, but it's actually invigorating. In other words, I, I get more energy out of that kind of interaction than just having somebody do whatever, you know, whatever I say, okay, I want you to go do this, I want you to do that. It's, it's that what they bring back to the partnership. So for me, mentorship is really about a partnership rather than a, just a, a kind of a, a stack relationship and a partnership on how we develop actually each other each other so I, that's what I love thank you very much and my other question is what is your main message for a John Jin Ong who want to be more to be more active in early career research in low-income countries any suggestions <laughs> or tips yeah this is this comes up frequently at the, at the IGCS and some other uh venues where we get an opportunity to interact with, with, uh, with investigators and, and physicians that, that have to deal with different uh, differential resource settings. Uh, I always say that, you know, um, there's always an opportunity to, to ask important questions. So one of the most important things you can do, even in a low resource setting with limited, you know, with limited, oppor with limited opportunities is to understand the environment 
and then ask questions because the questions lead you to the hypotheses that you can then uh, start to um, uh, develop so that when you provide them to somebody who may be able to help with you, help you with them, you'll be able to provide a, a very synthesized argument for why this is an important question. And then you can work together on how you can solve it. So I do think that the best thing you can do in little resource settings is to understand the setting. And so that you can then put some context around the important questions based on your knowledge and then how you can actually implement them in that setting. And for that, in that way, you start to develop hypotheses. And I think the other thing that comes from this is, is you know, as you stay engaged with mentors, you start to uh, network with others in, in, in similar and different resource settings, and you start forming collaborations that can bear fruit for a entire career. So I think that's a good way to start. Thank you very much, Dr. Coleman, for your answers. So the next questions came from the Arthur Su from Taiwan. Uh, thank you so much for your time, Dr. Coleman. So um, we've uh, talked about uh, a little bit of, of your background and you, you are very famous. Everyone knows you from your numerous publications, but I would like to touch gears on, um, on more about your, your, your uh, uh, going back to your very young years. Uh, what made you to be uh, the Dr. Coleman that we know in, 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 in <laughs> right now? So what's your, your background and what le really led you to uh, Gynonk? And w would you still choose this subspecialty if, uh, uh, if you go back again? Oh, absolutely. A hundred percent. So, um, so, you know, I don't know if many people know how I got to G1 Oncology, but I, I kind of went through residency liking just about everything. I mean, I, I had really was on a track for surgery. Um, I really enjoyed it. I loved, um, I loved all my, 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 my junior year rotations, which were kind of general. In my senior electives, you know, I, again, got an opportunity to look at medical fields. I did surgery. I did OBGYN. And one of the last rotations I did was on medical oncology. So I was at a quandary when it was coming time for match day. I didn't know what to do. I, I actually listed more than one specialty as in addition to more than one hospital. So, so although I think I was more fo most focused at that time on obstetrics and gynecology, I didn't really know what to do, but they, I was excited about the, just the science of, of medicine. So I matched obviously in, in OBGYN, and quickly after I got there, I, I found that gynecologic oncology, which was really the home for surgery, for medical therapy. And for me, the interesting part was also the science of, of, of gynecologic oncology. And this, this integrated approach on how we care for patients and the way that we do it in gynecologic oncology as a, as a specialty, to me, was the actual the home run. And I knew right then and there, that's what I wanted to do. It, it incorporated all of those elements, and it, it, I, I became even hungrier to try to understand, you know, how all this stuff fit together. So, if anything, when I started even in GYN oncology, I was very kind of, I liked everything. There were lots of questions. There were surgical questions and medical questions and science questions and everything that just, it was, I found it all incredibly interesting, and I felt like I could contribute. So, um, you know, I got some great advice, you know, about maybe trying to focus into some areas and try to develop some expertise. And ultimately that led into my 
you know, my passion for clinical trials. Uh, uh, and that's kind of how it, it, it went for like the last 20 plus years was into drug development, because that's what I, again, was super passionate about. But I absolutely, the, the interaction we have with patients uh, and at the most vulnerable times of their lives, uh, to me, is something I would just never give up. It's just such an important, the holistic approach to medicine and gynecologic cancer through this specialty. I, I just don't know where else you can do it. It's so incredibly rewarding to me. And to be part of that story of changing the standard of care, you know, just contributing with everybody else who's got the same you know, mindset is, is an incredibly uh, rewarding. And, and I, I just, I'm so grateful that I was lucky enough and blessed enough to be able to, to, to pursue it. Uh, thank you so much for your answer, Dr. Coleman. I think this makes so much sense because uh, you, you led the GOG-213, which is a, 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 com a combo of a surgery and both the medication. So it mm -hmm. really uh, uh, fulfills the, the, the dream of yours that uh, doing like interested <laughs> yeah. in everything. And I think that going back to your publications in the early days was the Dr. Vander, Ate Vanderzee. And I also mm -hmm. read some of your publications on, on pelvic limb node uh, dissection with uh, junior uh, faculties and mm -hmm. uh, developing uh, surgery training programs, I, I think. And now you are leading everything. Um, uh, thank you so, so much for your answers. And uh, um, I have a follow-up question to that. Um, so uh, what have been the most exciting moments of your career? I mean, there must be a, be a lot, but uh, what, what is the most exciting moment? You know, I think that's a good question because I think you have to contextualize it lots of different things. But I, I think some, one of the most, I think for many of us, the most exciting thing that happens to us is when we can change the natural history of a disease for a patient on an individual basis. Like the most exciting thing, I, I get really jazzed about um, a patient, you know, who's participated in maybe one of our trials and, and gained benefit that wouldn't have been obtained before. And it led to the approval of a new therapy. Um, you know, that, that is, um, because that is, that incorporates not only, you know, kind of like the, the, the science and, 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 um, and all of the analytics that go into showing that this therapy is better but it involves the trust of the patient. And to me, making a difference at the patient level on an individual basis is probably one of the, the most rewarding thing that I've ever been involved in. And I, 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 I'm so grateful to all of the, those patients who entrust their lives with, to us. Um, and so I, I, that is, to me is, is really, you know, when it was incorporated around a clinical trial that we, you know, we were able, you know, a hypothesis that was proved to be true, that obviously is extraordinarily exciting. Um, and, uh, but, you know, it, it, it really gets driven home when you think about it on the patient level. Thank you very much, Dr. Coleman. I just want to add a bit uh, for Arthur. I was first met here in um, Energy Oncology Medium in Philadelphia, and it was like this, look, look, this is Dr. Coleman, this is Professor Coleman. Oh my <laughs> God, and I was so amazed. I was so new in German Oncology, and started my searching who you are, and then I was, oh my God, you are so, so, so good in this field. So thank you. Today we can ask all our questions for you and really thank you for, for your time. 
So our next fellow is from India, Sarita, and she has uh, several questions for you too. Sure thing. Hello, Dr. Coleman. You know, when we were deciding our mentor for the, this podcast, I came up with your name. Then everybody was like, <laughs> no, we can't. It is not possible. And even <laughs> like, he is too hard to catch. Then I thought, okay. Then finally, when we were able to arrange it, we were so happy. Aww, so, thank you. I have a very That's... simple question. Like, uh, you must, uh, what do you feel was the most challenging moment during your training and over all those research years you would like to share? Challenging, um, boy. That's uh, those are daily, daily things. I think, I think for all of us, it's it's um, you know trying to um, uh, amass all of the information that's out there in a way that we can deliver it to uh, in our daily care. So I think that, um, you know, when you're a trainee, you know, you're learning everything and the field keeps moving forward. And that's very challenging. Um, I think um, if, you know, and you're not experienced in the early parts of your career, not experienced with dealing with end of life, that could be extremely challenging, right? You know, how do you talk to a patient about stopping treatment or interacting with a family that is in, in, you know, is in contradiction with the patient's wishes? Those things, those are very challenging moments. And as a junior, as a young faculty member, you don't have a roadmap uh, on how to talk about this and you develop your own style. So I think those are, are very challenging components. Um, and there's all kinds of other things that are, you know, just their challenges like, you know, trying to get grant funding and, you know, and trying to, um, you know, get promoted and all those things are challenging. But for me, the most challenging components was just, um, learning how to be a good doctor and be a patient advocate um, and amassing all of the knowledge that's, that we have uh, to, 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 to do so that we can provide the best care for the patient at that point in time. Okay, thank you. And sir, how do you manage to balance between work and your personal life? <laughs> that's a really good question. So, um, you know, I have, uh, so many of you know, I have a big family. I've got six kids. I've got six grandkids. Um, two are on the way. Um, very excited about that. Um, what I try to do uh, is to try to, I like to be the last person in and the first person back home. So I try very much to cap my time away as tight as possible so that I can at least make uh, room for home. Um, I try to make a day a week that's offline. Um, for me, that's Sunday because I, I like to go to church and, and I like to be with my family on Sundays. Um, and, um, and I like to, I like to exercise. So uh, I, to me, part of my mental health is actually doing physical activity. So I try to find time, whether it's early morning or late evenings, to, uh, to do something uh, physical, um, some type of physical thing. So you may see me when I travel sometimes i'll have exercise bands and jump ropes in my i carry on <laughs> and I've, been, I've been i've been known to do those workouts in hotel rooms all over the world <laughs> so uh but that's that's what i try to do thank you sir thank you thank you so much dr coleman and you amazed me again six kids <laughs> So it's from it's from having a saint for a wife. That's how it works. <laughs> <laughs> I need to talk with my wife. She said two is enough for us. <laughs> Thank you oh, so much. <laughs>
and we have and we have and we have a last question to you for today's uh -huh. podcast. You worked your whole life on developing new strategies in German oncology treatment, from chemo, second the Balkan surgery, PARP inhibitor to ADC. What do you see in the future of German oncology? Well, I think the future of German oncology is in your hands, the people that I'm looking at on this phone. Um, so I'm very excited to uh, that the future of German oncology is going to be taken up by people like you from all over the world who will answer these questions in their environment, in their own, in their own populations. I think the future of GYN oncology is going to be, it's going to continue to iterate into the molecular understanding of disease and the dynamic process that it involves. So one of the things as you know, um, we have, uh, you know, we have, really, we have looked at oncology as a static kind of condition. You have cancer, you don't have cancer, but we know that, um, with the process of trying to intervene on, on the biology based on the current treatment agents that we have now does change in response. The body, the tumors actually respond to it in a way that actually can change the way that uh, uh, future therapies might work. So I think that the future is going to be um, driven. I think for therapy, it'll be driven by a better understanding of the dynamic processes of interventions. And our, we'll be able to sample that either by non-invasive techniques or actually through um, uh, uh, wearable biological items. Uh, this is already happening. And, um, and I think that, uh, but ultimately the goal will be to figure out a way to address global health in ways that actually can be uh, prevent the disease. So HPV vaccination, uh, those types of uh, interventions and screening early detection really is the wave of the future for us. But um, a lot of work to be done on that avenue, and, and we need to look at this disease as something that affects the global population. So I love the fact that we have like, you know, six, you know, continents um, represented on this call, and, uh, and that's the process. That's how we do it. We do it together. Thank you very much for your time, Dr. Coleman. It was a big honor for us to be with you today. Thank you for that. Oh, it's such a pleasure. I'm so excited for you guys, and I'm so proud of what you guys have done so far. Um, I, I love seeing your names out there, um, and uh, thank you for the kind invitation to, to spend some time with you guys today. Thank you. Uh, thank you so much, Dr. Coleman. Uh, of course, we want to go on and on and ask you questions, but we <laughs> are very respectful for your time. So um, thank, you, thank you again so much for giving us this opportunity. Well, thank you so Pleasure. much for leading us. Thank you. Pleasure. Okay. Thank Goodbye. you. Thank you. All right. Have a good day. Thank Have you. a good day. Bye-bye.